Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Reservations. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Um, you know, this is going to be a pretty special episode. Um, because, you know, this is, uh, I think out of all of the very strange films, this is, I think, the most purest yes. of strange. This yeah. is pure David Lynch. This is pure Nightmare. Dream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is. Uh, I mean, it's uh, pretty disorienting. So I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to um, give a quick apology for my stupidity from last week and the week before, not knowing that Spain and France were border countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When when I was editing that, I was like, oh, oh, well then. Well, look at that. <laughs> uh, it's because we went to public school. You know, we didn't, we didn't get that private school oh, education. Oh, man. That is... But see, here's the deal. I did have a private school education until oh, high Oh, that's right. That's right. You went to St. Anne's. Yeah, yeah. Up until junior high. No, no. Uh, up, up until, until high, high school. school. Yeah, yeah, up until high school. And so, uh, you know, I, I have no excuse. Uh, <laughs> I Filthy mouth. No excuse. Find a new place to hang this news because I should have known better. Did you just quote Lincoln Park? I did. <laughs> oh my God. I actually have that album on vinyl. Well, it's it's a that's a great song. Uh, except Bleed for, it out. You know, uh, this is gonna be controversial. Um, it's a great song, except for um, Chester's part. I think Chester's part completely ruins it. Um, oh yeah. So, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> uh, and also, before we we get into it, I guess you don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, is God. I debated whether or not to say it, and I went ahead and did it. So, uh, but also before we get into it, um, we we finally, after a year of talking about it, we finally saw the Green Knight. Yes, we finally saw the Green Knight. Uh, maybe the best film I've seen uh, in years. I mean, I, I think it beats a lot of the stuff that I was considering to be one of the best films I had seen in years. I think it's because it's the creativity, it's the originality, it's yeah, it's, it's the story, it's Dev Patel, it's David Lowry, David Lowry, exactly. It's uh, perfect. Yeah, it was. Go uh, see the Green Knight. Uh, you know, yeah, fuck a race We're gonna talk about Green Knight now. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, we're, <laughs> we're talking about Green Knight. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, we're still gonna talk about a race red. Uh, but no, it was it was amazing. Um, definitely uh, worth the wait. Um, oh, because by far. I, I mean, yeah, I was disappointed we get, we didn't get to, we didn't get it in 20, 2020. Uh, but you know, it's okay. We got it in twenty twenty one, and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that ending though, dude, I was just like, <sighs> dude, turn us off. Go to Fandango wherever you get your movie tickets. Go see the Green Knight because, I you know, if people don't go to the movies to see this. This would be like the last original movie we get in the theaters for a while. Oh, and even more controversial. Uh, don't normalize uh, premiere access on Disney Plus or even same day on HBO Max. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. And uh, I mean, so here are the here are the movies I'm definitely going to see in theaters: Dune, number one. Oh, I'm going to see Dune. Right? I will not watch it on HBO Max. I might see Suicide Squad in theaters, but it's not that important to me um, to see Suicide Squad. Well, I mean, I for sure am going to see it, so I will tell you. Well, I mean, uh, I'll watch it on HBO. Is what I'm saying. Like, I, I might not go to the theater. Well, see, okay. Before before we get into the episode, I'm I for sure I will never ever buy the premiere access on Disney Plus. Yes, I did it once for Cruella, and that was it. That was that. Yeah. Um, but like for movies, I really don't care to see yeah i'll watch like space jam i didn't really care to see that so i was like you know what fine i'll watch it on hbo max. it's already on hbo max yeah um but like dune especially i will go to the theater yeah dune to has to dune. be seen in the theater uh so everyone out there you may not agree but don't don't let disney normalize this especially because it's ru- not only ruining the movie going experience yeah but it's ruining jobs for not only actors but the crew the director because they're not getting paid no, for, for, for streams. No, not for streams. At least not for not as of right now. They're not. I mean, yeah. they may. In Netflix the is a different story because Netflix. That's all they've been doing is streams, but they don't right. require you to pay anything extra. But anyway, that's, that's so. Yeah, that's our hot take on that. Yeah. So uh, I know that there are you know new cases of yeah. COVID are popping up, but if you can wear a mask, go to the theater. 
while they're still open for now. Yeah. Um, and check out some stuff, man. Check out the Green Knight yeah. for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was wonderful. I loved everything about if it. If our ghost story episode, shout out to our ghost story episode, yeah. uh, prove that we love David Lowry, go see the Green Knight. Yeah. Even even Ashley. Uh, after we left, she didn't get it into it with you guys, but she like she was like, man, like she's like, I ah, that was so beautiful. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, because David Lowry knows. She could have said that with us. We would have agreed with her. I think I think maybe she was worried that you might have be overly critical with. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I that was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. So but I, I was yeah. like, yeah, because David Lowry knows how to shoot a scene. Yeah, and he knows how to shoot, and especially with a film like this, as grand as this film is. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, For sure, once it comes out and Jeremy and I uh, have been able to watch it five or six more times. Yeah, five or six more times. We, for sure, will do an episode of it. Yo, yeah. Yeah, people have been asking, people, my friends, uh, have been asking like, hey, just saw the Green Knight. It was awesome. When are you all going to do an episode? Yeah, what are you you guys going to do it Uh, next? We we need time to dissect it. Yeah, because you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And of course, I... I require at least one more viewing before an episode. Well, and so, which is why, you know, that would be impossible. I mean, it's not impossible if it's still there, I'll go see it again. Well, and especially with this movie, it, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, 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 there's so much like hidden meaning in everything. At least I would need time to dissect yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And, but anyway. Some research. All right. So we raise your head. You raise your head. So, um, rain, this is your first time seeing Razorhead. Okay. First thoughts. First thoughts. I didn't dislike it. Okay. Okay. I knew what I was getting into with with David Lynch, uh, but it's too weird for me. It's the, it's the David Lynchiest of of his movie, film. I think. Well, it's either that or maybe um, Inland Empire might be another one that might be a little uh, too much for you. Also. Well, I wouldn't say too much. It was just it was it was just too weird. Yeah. Like, I. <sighs> Like I said, I knew what I was getting into. Did you watch any of the shorts, by the way? No. Okay. I mean, since we... Trade secret. Since we delayed recording, I probably could have, but... No, that's all right. Uh, since I already felt crunched for time, I woke up early, watched it, needed to sit with it, and then we went to one of Ashley's co-workers' uh, gender reveals, and then... Um, gender reveal. Came home and did chores... So mm. I probably could have had time to do it because yep. we were up until two. Oh my god! Um, so I caught it, but now I I didn't. Okay. I I might watch them, maybe later today. Who okay. Knows? We'll see. I mean, they're they're super strange and interesting, and you know, sort of scary, and you know. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to find out a lot about this movie, mm-hmm. but almost everything. Well, good luck. I'm not doing that anyway. I know, uh, but almost everything that I did find pointed to the fact that this is considered a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't feel like it was horror. No, I don't really much. consider this to be a horror movie. It's, I think it, horror movies too finite a term for it because that would just that would put it in a box. This movie is more than just a genre. This movie is kind of like uh, last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of, right? There's no way to really pinpoint because even in, let's push forward a bit, um, during the actual Eraserhead sequence. Yeah. Um, when the boss comes in to yell at... Yeah, oh, that... That I, was funny, I, right? I actually... I was like, that is... That's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, Paul! <laughs> and then Paul follows them into that other room. He goes, front counter, Paul! Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I That's actually pretty funny right yeah. so and of course some of the um which we'll get to the x family um their that whole those scenes are uncomfortably funny because you just feel how uncomfortable henry is and uh, what a nightmare that would be you know, yeah in a situation like that so um okay I guess we can just start from the beginning. So the first 20 minutes is basically an an avant-garde art piece. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, because there's no dialogue. No. There's just tones um, and intercuts of 
the man in the planet, Henry, and this weird worm, worm sperm yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And not a lot really... Well, it doesn't tell you a lot about what's about to happen. No. Which, uh, I mean, I kind of knew going in. I was like, you know, seeing Mulholland Drive, I'm not going to get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But that, t- I mean, like literally that tells you nothing I think about- the main difference between the two would be Mulholland Drive has an answer to the questions, right? Yeah. This doesn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, you know, this is Lynch being like, here's sort of like what got me to this idea. But uh-huh. I did extra stuff in there that has nothing to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm going to have to watch the other two Lynch movies. I've got The Elephant Man and Blue Velvet. To maybe yeah, then. Elephant Man is sort of like his take, which is a, a wonderful, beautiful take on the story of The Elephant Man. Um, and then Blue Velvet sort of like his beginning to his sort of Twin Peaks era. Right. Where it's the weird uh, dark side of suburbia. Right. right. Um, but but anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 very strange. Yeah. And again, there's no answers to anything. No, I mean there are probably I mean there are countless interpretations, uh-huh. right? You we can interpret it as you know this is the insemination process of this is David Lynch like his his vision of the insemination of Mary. Right, oh, right. Okay. I mean, kind of, because you know we see the worm come out of his mouth, right, and then fall into that, you know, whatever. Uh, I read that it was like a vat of acid. Yeah, crater of that yeah. or whatever. Um, the lever man, of course, who knows what that is. Um, but, but anyway, again, interpretations, which is what Lynch wants, right? Lynch right. doesn't want you to have a clear answer. Lynch wants you to think about it. Which and I and I think I said it in the Mulholland Drive episode. I I appreciate that you know like um, I'm just gonna use this one as an example because my eyes hit it first. Do the right thing. Uh-huh. Spike Lee pretty much says like this is how you this is what you need to know, you know. Uh, and then you know when we did Mulholland Drive, I didn't. Of course, after you told me the answers, I didn't know anything. Right, and so that, and I appreciated that, uh, and I still appreciate that with the Racerhead that I don't know anything, and he's pretty much gonna say, "I'm not gonna have spoon feed it to you." No, you figure it out. Yeah, and you're right and wrong. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think I think the only time, if I'm being 100% honest, I think the only I think Lynch will reveal his secrets on his deathbed. No, hey, well, you'll you think you'll take it with him to of his grave? Of course, of course, he's not gonna tell you anything. Or, or is he going to pull, and just because, and this is another thing that that's only been on my mind for a while, or is he going to pull, like, a Wu-Tang Clan and have, like, all his secrets in a box? Oh, and then, like, 20 years after his death, then it's going to be like, oh, now we know. Shout out to Wu-Tang. Shout out to uh, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, an album we're never going to hear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... No, I think that he is, <laughs> you know, to answer your ridiculous question, no, he's not going to... He's not going to spill the beans? No, because I I honestly think there are no beans to spill. I think that, you know, his his anxieties and his, um, his fears of becoming a dad and mm-hmm. being a father, right? These these tropes bleed into this film, right? The, these ideas and these anxieties... We can clearly see that, right? Yeah. That's about as close as we're going to get. And I think that that's as much as he was willing to put any explanation into it. I I think that once we, you know, once you take that stuff out, the stuff that he added in, Uh it's just stuff he added in. You know what I mean? This is like, I don't think it's a grand big puzzle box. Right. Well, and something I did want to say before we get back to Eraserhead is Lynch has just a very, you know... Taking back my ridiculous interwoven... Uh, oh, now it's showing. Sorry, everyone. Now I can see oh. what it's saying. Uh, interwoven question I asked about him spilling the beans. I, I agree. I don't think he has any secrets. Like, he's like... 
the point I'm trying to make is Lynch does have a very specific vision. Mm-hmm. And I know that he will do whatever he can to do it. And I, I, I agree. I don't think he has any secrets about the film. He no. wanted the viewer to interpret it themselves. Um just, again, I think the point I'm making is I think he just laid bare. This is the vision I wanted. This is the story I want to tell. Yeah. You figure it out. And now, there we go. Now, instead of, you know, here's what makes this film so interesting is that instead of writing notes sometimes, I would just write a question. Right. Right. Um, like when he goes to his apartment, there's grass and moss and mm-hmm. stuff. In his apartment, yeah. in his drawers, on top of his dresser, on the floor. Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Roll that out. Why? 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 Why is it happening? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that it's just, you know, it's putting you in a very strange, uncomfortable environment, just like Mary's house. Yeah. The oh, dear God. Um, I have never... We have a lot to talk about that, but... Uh, before let's um, give a quick shout out to uh, one of our past episodes because we have an actress in both um, the mother from you were never really here is his neighbor um, oh my god yeah. I thought she was looking familiar because yeah. as I also mentioned in that episode um, she was also in the Justin Timberlake music video for uh, mirrors holy shit yeah dang dude she was a yeah, yeah she had it going on uh, I mean, that's why Lynch called her the neighbor next door. The neighbor next door. Um, who he eventually, you know, cheats on his uh, wife with and blah, blah, blah. It's all right. But that's fine. Mary's awful. So yeah, Mary's the worst. Uh, <laughs> so Henry lives in a very industrial environment. Yeah. I didn't quite know what to make of that. I really liked it. I liked it. It was sort of metropolisy, but yeah. like in a very desolate, nightmarish version of metropolis because it's, it, it's so industrialized in their, you know, factories and machines and smoke and, you know. It kind of made me think, oh my God. Good God. It kind of made me think a little bit of, uh, shit. I had it and then I lost it. That's okay. But no, I, uh, actually, that, that's another thing I really appreciated is that, you know, it is very industrial, but not... Silk, you no, know, like it's not clean. You no, know, it's, it's dirty and it's. I like I like that you used nightmarish. I think that's yeah, it's like a nightmarish version of it. Um, yeah, and you know that continues when we get to Mary's house. So I guess you know what? Let's talk about the X family, shall we? Dear God, um, the most uncomfortable scene I've ever witnessed. There's in a, a film. lot of really interesting things he puts in there. So they also have very strange things going on inside their house. Uh, Bill, who I think is my favorite. Out the of dad, the ex family. He's fucking weird. He's weird, but he's weird. He's weird, but he's nice. And so, um, I like that. You know, he works with plumbing. He works with pipes. So therefore, there are gigantic pipes running through their house, like in the living room and like yeah. through the kitchen. And right, it's to only it's to show like that's his expertise. Therefore, they have like the best and the most in, uh-huh. in, like inventive ways to use pipes or whatever. Um, is my interpretation of it. Um. Something that I loved about their house and the way that it's presented um, is something that I mentioned in my one semester of grad school. I wrote this paper that I got a C on, by the way. Uh, Dang. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't meet the page requirement, number one. I'm really bad at that. Um, and number two, I was – so <laughs> the paper was about surreal – what I was writing about was about the surrealism of the short story by Truman Capote, right? Okay. And so I was putting in surrealism that I'm familiar with, which is movies, right? Mm-hmm. As comparisons. One of them was Eraserhead, and specifically the scenes with the ex-family um, in the house. So one of my favorite things that kind of puts you in an uncomfortable, kind of claustrophobic um, state of mind and state of being is every time they open a door to another room, it's black in the other room, right? Oh, yeah. Even though when they walk into the other room, it's, it's lit. It's lit, right? Yeah. And so it's it's sort of this strange, otherworldly, dreamlike 
sort of a, a feel to it. Uh-huh. Um, and that was one of the things I'd written about was I just, I, I fell in love with that style of, you know, you can't see inside the other room until you're in the other room. Right. Right. It's very, very kind of reminiscent of a stage play. Yes. Like, yes. When the character's like, oh, well, let me just go into the kitchen really quickly. Yeah. We're going to eventually probably see that character in the kitchen, but when they open the door, it's typically to exit the stage, and we don't know what's behind that door. Right, 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 right. So that, you're right. It's exactly what it feels like. Um, another thing that I really liked is the very strange behaviors of both Mary and the mother, which Mary's comes in just this spontaneous fit that she that the mom has to brush her hair to get her out of it. Yeah. Right? I don't know what to make of that. I don't think anybody... I mean, I'm sure there are interpretations, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I always... And Henry just sits there like, oh, okay. Oh, like it's nothing, right? Which is a, a type of surrealism I really enjoy, which is the strangeness is just everyday life. For, right. for these people, right? It's sort of like um, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh-huh. cartoons are just a part of their world, right? Yeah, just walking around, they're like, oh, okay. Exactly. So this is just whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, As we're in like a normal film, like say, I'm trying to find a good example. Well, like a normal, like from any other type of film, they'd be like, "What is she okay? What's yeah, wrong? Yeah, is she okay? She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one is when uh, the mother is at the dinner table. Convulsing. Yeah. And with her tongue out. and Almost like having a... I saw it as very, like, almost having a very, like, sexual yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Right. And, and, and then gets up and leaves. Right. So, I, fuck if I know. Yeah, who knows? Now, the strangest one and the one that is, I think, the most overtly sexual is uh, Grandma X in the salad. Uh, so she's literally tossing a salad, right? But the mother has to do it for her. Yeah. Right? It's almost a commentary on the the sort of uselessness of old people, right? Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. they can't do anything for themselves and they're being having to be taken care of and things like that is, right. uh, is what I was sort of thinking. But, of course, after she does that, she gives her a cigarette. Yeah. Right? Which is odd, but, you know, in a sort of, you know, sexual innuendo context, right? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, that you see a lot in, like... There was in, so much dressing, by the way, that she put in there. Yeah. There was a lot of dressing. Yeah, I I, I mean, I like some dressing, but not... Yeah, that was, that was too much. There was a lot of dressing. Um, but I love that the grandma... Something that I kind of liked is that the grandma can't use her hands, but she can sit there and go... In smoke. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was and like, that's it. And she doesn't. I don't think she blinks. And she doesn't move, right? It's very odd. But of course, so is everything else. You know, before we before we move on, yeah, I just want to say, I, just, I, I the whole time I was watching, I want to know <laughs> what Lynch said to these actors to get them to agree. Like, yes, I know that this movie is technically an independent film because it was funded through donations mm-hmm. and it took him five years to do but and i'm sure these actors are like sure sure like yeah I'll, I'll be in your movie but at the same time it's like what did he have to say every once in a while i think about that because uh like with the elderly couple in maholland drive it's like this isn't typically this generation's type of movie yeah and so they you know they will probably think this is just you know artistic nonsense Bullshit, yeah, maybe. Right? And so it's it's interesting when he gets people of a certain age to be in his films and do these really strange things that it's almost like, you know, you respect them a lot. At least I do. I respect these these, well, yeah, these they, actors because they're just, they're trusting Lynch. They understand Lynch, yeah. which is something that is extremely important, um, you know, to build trust and things like that. And especially yeah. for a film, films like his. Oh, yeah. You know, to be able to understand him, you know, it's the highest compliment. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just, I just wanted to point that out because, like, like the actor that plays Henry, like, I read that he and Lynch were friends. Yeah. And so I'm sure he, when Lynch was like, hey, I'm going to do this movie, I want you to be the main character. He was like, let's do it. And he ends up being in Twin Peaks as well. Yeah. Um, he actually finds 
Laura Palmer's body. That's uh, see, I'm not gonna lie. Sidebar, everyone. Speaking of Twin Peaks, I've been meaning to go back and finish it so I can watch the return. There is you have to watch the return. There, there is a little subtle, which I guess it's Twin Peaks has a reference to a racer head, I guess, because in the Black Lodge, the floor is zigzaggy, right? The the uh-huh. black and white zigzags. That's what the apartment floor is in the lobby. Uh, in I was going to say a lot of the sets in this movie yeah. gave me very like Red Room vibes yeah, of yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's the, so I wonder if maybe when Lynch was in the 90s when he was like, hey, that movie I did 20 years ago. Yeah, let's... Uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's revisit. Let's sort of do some things through the Black Lodge and make it sort of strange and reminiscent of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's... An, directly right linked yeah. or anything like that but i just thought that was a cool little yeah. thing if you're a huge fan of lynch you're like oh hey look the floor is zigzagging anyway uh right. so anyway so back to the ex's house yeah. um <sighs> that's the last name by the way i keep saying it and i didn't yeah it's it's the mary x and then it's mrs x mr x right. even though they have well i know bill has bill a has name, a name but they're credited as mr and mrs x, x. yeah um So, I think Bill is extremely creepy, but again, he's nice and sweet and I like him. But I I really liked that when the mother goes into the kitchen and Mary follows her and they have that very small, short interaction of, well, what do you know? It's like, oh, I don't know much anything. He stays and he stares. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of like... And smiles and doesn't move. Right? Almost as if for him to have any purpose, his wife needs to be there or someone else needs to be there. He can't be, he can't do anything on his own is, is sort of what it felt like to me. And you know, that he's sort of like on standby. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm just going to keep agreeing with you, but I mean, <laughs> as I said at the top of this episode, this was weird for me. Yeah. Like too, too weird for me. So I'm just going to be Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it makes sense, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Even though I'm, I am agreeing, it, it, it actually does make sense because when Mrs. X comes back into the room, he starts talking again. Yeah. But then, I'm sorry if everyone felt that. Uh, I think felt people are that. texting me. I don't know it's what's going possible. on. Very possible. Um, no, it's, it's nothing too important. Uh, anyway. But yeah, because uh, yeah, then when, when his wife comes back in, he starts talking. Uh, of course, it's very short of dinner's getting cold, right? And then she just kind of ignores him and tries to assault Henry. Yeah, so that's a strange scene when she's confronting him about the baby. Yeah, right. Not to be confused with the baby. Um, <laughs> When he's confronting him, about, and then I love Mary's little thing. They're not even sure it is a baby. Yeah. Right? Um, and, of course, once we see it, we understand. Um, but, you know, then she starts to come on to Henry. Yeah. Until Mary stops And her. I just love this whole, like, like uh, Mary. <laughs> I thought that actually was pretty funny, too. It, just- it's very odd. Right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of don't know what to make of that. I'm sure that there is... Many interpretations of that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll never know. We'll, we'll never know the right answer, which there isn't one, so it doesn't matter. Um, and so at the end of that scene, they're going to get married. They're going to live together and raise this baby, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and then we see the baby. Jesus Christ. And this baby is, you know, infamously, you know, the scariest you know, one of the scariest little robot um, thing, puppet things I've ever seen. Yeah, and uh, if any of our listener out there um, <laughs> has watched Bo Burnham's new special, Inside, nope. uh, he references it uh, in a song about sexting because uh, the Flash makes his dick look frightened and his dick looks like the baby from Eraserhead. <laughs> and I had to look that up uh, and I was like, oh, that's oh, funny. Very scary. Very scary and well and funny in the context of both special, but yeah, like actually and and oh my god, dude, it's um, I 
I want to know how he did it. I want to know the, the animatronics behind it. I want to know the puppetry. Like, I want to know because I think a lot of it might have been. It's too good. A lot of it might have been sound design that helps. And I want to mention that. Right. The sound design in this movie is insane. Is insane. It's, I, that is actually one of the highest things I appreciate about it is the sound design is on a whole other level. Yeah. He's immersing you in this world through sound. And yeah, because I didn't mention it when we started. There's not a lot of dialogue in this. It's mainly reaction, and it's through sound that, yeah, uh, you said it perfectly, that he's bringing us in and weaving us through this world that we kind of understand everything. But, dude, the fucking baby, man. Yeah, dude, the baby is horrifying to look at. Yeah. Especially when it gets really sick. Oh, and that cut. Oh, you are sick. Yeah. That one's wild, right? Um, but let's let's shift gears from the baby because we'll okay. get back to the baby. Yeah. Because the baby is going to go through some stuff. A let's lot talk of about stuff. the woman in the radiator. Um, yeah. So I do actually have legitimate interpretations of this one. Okay. Um, I think that he imagines the woman in the radiator as sort of an escape, right? Because mm-hmm. we we get a little hint of the stage, you know, because when you look at the certain angle in this radiator, it looks like a stage. Mm hmm. And he imagines this woman being there and, you know, almost distracting him from all of this horrible stuff that's happening to him. Right. So he thinks. And uh, I had misheard Haley because she was painting when uh, we were watching or when I was watching this. Uh-huh. And she, I was like, oh, the woman in the radiator is about to come up. And she goes, and I thought she said, is she cute? And I said, no. <laughs> Immediately. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you, that was your first question. Because no. Um, but she had said, is she creepy? And I should have said, yeah. 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 Uh, because of the face. Because of the cheeks and the, you know. Yeah. The fucking, I don't, I don't get it. I know. Don't uh, get and it, what man. I like about it is that they could have smoothed it out. And they didn't. Yeah. Right, and so aesthetically, it's a choice to make it look like rushed paper mache, right? Yeah. Sort of blotchy and sort of like nutsack, kind of, yeah, <laughs> on uh, on her face, on her face. Um, and you know, but she's very sweet. <laughs> this girl in the radiator, except for when she starts stepping on the the sperms, the sperms, the sperm worms. Yeah, this, the, the spermzons. I read what they're called. They actually have a name. Oh, do they? Uh, but I... Now, here's my interpretation of that. Okay. So, tell me, tell, tell me so this So we thing. see the woman in the radiator. Okay. And we get the shot of Henry looking into the radiator, and then we see her, right? Right. Uh, and then these things, these worms, sperms, start falling from the the raptors. And, and she starts to... Step, step on ar- Well, step around them yeah. for a little bit. And then step on them. I saw this as as he was masturbating. Oh. Is that he is trying to, you know, find some sort of comfort from his horrible wife. Yeah, Mary's the worst. And this unfortunate responsibility that he now has with this baby. Mm-hmm. And that it was sort of a, a sort of Lynchian way of presenting masturbation, right? Um, because he obviously he obviously is infatuated with this woman in the radiator, um, which we later see at the very end that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, that was my interpretation. Sick of Breathe, by the way. We're going to do it first. <laughs> more. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, as, uh, I mean... Again, like I said, I have, I don't no, have a lot to contribute to this movie. So, yeah. but it makes sense, even though uh, oddly enough, then in Mulholland Drive, he actually is going to film Naomi Watts <laughs> masturbating. Yeah, but um, but again, I mean, that's a different movie, right? I mean, that's, that's a completely true. Yeah, you different. Can't, we can't compare the two lens that that's being shown through. But, I mean, it makes sense because. I don't, like I said, I don't have a lot to contribute because I'm just, because it's, because it is weird 
and it is strange. Uh, it's just, I'm going to keep with your question of why. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's move on. What okay. did you think about him? The, uh, the infidelity sequence where the, the bed turns into this like jacuzzi sort of like from hell. Oh, uh, oh you mean Freddy Krueger sucking Johnny Depp into yes. the bed? Yeah. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Um, which they owe Lynch money, but that's fine. Well, too bad Wes Craven's dead now, so... Rest in peace. R.I.P. Master of Horror, even though his last few movies were awful. Okay. Did you see My Soul to Take? No. Exactly. It's awful. Okay. It's to- terrible. Oh, my God. I'll just like that. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. I, I actually really liked that, uh, of them sinking into the bed mm-hmm. um, as a metaphor of... Henry sinking into cheating on Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I really liked is Henry really trying to keep her attention off of the baby. Right, yeah, because, you know, I think that he sort of, and later on when he sees her with that other guy, mm-hmm. um, did he work at the front desk at the lobby? Is that who that was? I have no idea who the Doesn't fuck matter. that is. So when he sees... You know, he sees himself having the head of his baby, right? Mm -hmm. Because he sees the baby as a burden, I think. And sort of like that's how people... This is Haley's interpretation, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I was very proud of her. That, you know, he sees it as everyone's going to associate him with this baby, right? Right. That's all I'm ever going to be now is a dad with responsibilities. A right? dad to a mutant right. snake lizard. And here's the thing. I think only they see it that way is another interpretation I have. That everyone else just sees it as a regular baby, I think. Oh, that he sees it as a mutant? Yeah. He or well, he and Mary? Mm-hmm. As this horrible monster okay. thing. Okay. All right. All right. Hang on. I can, I can, I can, I can. I might be wrong. Well, because, I mean, I did read something that a lot of people, like, as you're saying, you know, this is Lynch's interpretation of scared of being a father. Yeah. So, if that bled in to Mary and Henry, new parents, uh, it would seem like a very alien creature. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. Right. And, you know, the, the fact that when Henry goes, that's impossible... He was cut off, but he was going to say, it's only been, right, you know, whatever amount of months, like probably one, two, yeah. that he's seen Mary, you know, and she's had a baby in that amount of time. Uh, it sort of represents the sort of like, I, I'm not ready. It's too soon. Even if it were the regular nine month gestation, it, it's still like, I'm not ready. It's too much. It's too fast. Right. right. It's sort of just jumping in. Boom. Yeah. You're not ready. Right, and I yeah. think that that's what a lot of new parents sort of feel like. It's too fast, I'm not ready. Yeah. Right, especially the reluctant ones. Right, yeah, especially ones who uh, clutch their groceries to their chest like someone's about to steal them. Yeah. I'm talking about when he's walking through and he's just like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just how he works, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he holds things that way. It's okay. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He's just a nervous Nelly. With, um, uh, with kid and play hair. Before kid and play kid and, hair. With, before kid and play. They owe David Lynch money. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of people do. Uh, so <laughs> You've just been on like a kick of, of, of copyright infringement. Yeah, it's copyright infringement. Um, <laughs> so, all right. My favorite sequence is his nightmare sequence. Okay. Is the is, is after he 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 slams the neighbor next door, and uh, proceeds to have this. I mean, all nightmares are strange, but, but I think it's because the movie's been a nightmare up until this point. Yeah, it's just a nightmare on top of one, right? Yeah. It's a nightmare within a nightmare. Nightception. Nightception. Um, <laughs> and so, what, again, it's so cool. I just love the you know. They're not hiding that it's a fake head, right? Maybe it looked I mean, more real with a lesser a lesser grade 
of presentation, right? Like if it was like seventy or seven twenty p or whatever, like it wouldn't have looked as fake. well. Uh, well, if I'm being honest, I really liked how close they got it to oh, the actor's it head. Good. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, and I actually kind of appreciated that it. It's obviously not real. It's obviously yeah, not a real. They're head. not trying. Right. Yeah. Or I mean they're they try I mean listen. Well then again, we had just also seen a movie uh people being beheaded and it looked very realistic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shout out to the Green Knight. Green Knight. Um so you're right. But but then, I, but, but I know I, I I really appreciated that it didn't look <laughs> real. And I think this is before he sees the neighbor with the other man. Yes. So we get to see you know his head fall off and then birth the baby's head mm-hmm. where his head was right uh while still nervously fiddling with the guardrail yeah that... um which i liked yeah it was very but then we get this very strange you know sort of it it almost doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie which is you know we see other people yeah right in his head falling from the sky and onto the ground and this boy takes it to this very strange place. That's where we meet Paul. <laughs> right. Okay, Paul. And they use his head to make erasers. Yeah. Hence the name. Even though Lynch has said that apparently the name could mean anything. It can mean anything. But in this case, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's from this. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which that's not how they make erasers. by the way. Yes, it is. It's um, like some sort of rubber. Yeah, no, they make it through people's severed heads. Scolds. Yeah, through severed Se- heads. Severed heads that fall from the sky. Yeah, that's how they make a race. After they, you know, Lynch cheat would on make their that wa- up. How they cheat on after they cheat on their wives. Lynch would never make this up. That's how they make a razors. So, um, I really liked the machine. Right, mm. it's very sort of like old school, sort of like a you know, you have to have a person feed these things in. You have to have the per right. Yeah. It's less autonomous than machines that we're used to today, but a very old school, very, you know, it's just a revolution type stuff. Right. Which I love. And I like that they make the erasers. They, he tests it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's so strange. And of course it is a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Uh, that you're like, you can sort of forgive how out of place it is with the rest of the film because it is Henry's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then once that's over, he kills the baby and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> very, and very anticlimactically kills the baby. I, I like to think he didn't mean to until he saw it was suffering and then wanted to, you know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't even think it was suffering. It wasn't like putting it out of its misery. He's almost like poking at it. Yeah. You know, like, ew, you know, yeah, because he, because I'm assuming then, because I'm assu- I'm assuming that he's like, you know what, I need to see what you, well, like, what you actually look like, because it's been swaddled the entire time. Yeah. So I feel like he's like, all right, I need to see what you look like, and then he cuts it open. Cuts open the swaddle, which apparently the baby has no skin. Who knew? Except for its neck and head. Right. Uh, and so its internal organs are just out. Yeah. And see, I read that he that it that he that it is sort of like him putting it out of its misery. Oh, okay, uh, but then again, but then again, he yeah, like you right said, he just kind of like kind of punctures its lung or something, and, and then I guess feels guilty about it because he shields its head, right? During... And then it starts that weird sort of gurgly, foamy, you yeah. know, like vomity looking stuff, which is disgusting, and yeah, but, yeah. and then its head. Like its neck, like elongates, yeah. and its head grows. <laughs> yeah. And Henry the whole time was just kind of standing in the corner, just like. Yeah. Yeah, and then the movie's over. Well, I mean, he then he embraces the woman in the radiator. Radiator. Yeah. And then the movie's over. Yeah. I will say I was surprised at how short the movie was. Yeah, it's only um, an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Christ. It's a lot in an hour and a half. Yeah. So, like, could you imagine if it was two and a half or something? Fuck you know what I mean? me, dude. I think that would have been too have much. I would have probably texted you and been like, I, I, can't. I can't finish this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I can't. Yeah. It, it would have been an opposite of Hereditary, where Hereditary, I just wasn't into it, so I didn't finish it. But this would have been like, dude, I can't. I can't. 
And like an hour and a half was enough. Yeah. Because like it wasn't like it wasn't like it didn't break me. It just it was. It, why? Why anything? Like I wanted to I wanted Ashley to watch it with me, but she was still asleep. And so I watched it, and then after we, like we started doing chores, I was like, "You should." I was like, "You for sure would not have liked it at all." Yeah, it's um, not for everybody. I mean, and I'm glad I've seen it, you know, because I've I've heard it, you know, mentioned by you, and shout out to our buddy Alex. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to I need to watch this, and now you know, seeing half of Twin Peaks and seeing Mulholland Drive, I was like, you know, I think I can handle another Lynch film. Well, this is the the first one. Yeah. So the lynchiest. I mean, I for sure kind of want to watch The Elephant Man later tonight. Well, The Elephant Man's complete. I mean, that's that's well, a straightforward narrative. With, well, right, you know, right. I know. Cause that's, and it's great. It's awesome. There is a couple of things that are pretty lynchian in yeah. there, but otherwise it's just him. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's phenomenal. I love The Elephant Man. But, but God damn, dude. I think the only time you're ever going to feel this way about Lynch would be if we ever did Inland Empire and if we, you know, ever talked about The Return, right? There's a few episodes in there that are pretty Lynchian. Yeah. Um, which everyone has to see The Return. He's uh, talking about Twin Peaks, by Yeah, the way. Twin Peaks, The Return. And then its sequel, San Francisco Peaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but, yeah, man, fucking jeez. Like... <laughs> Like I told you, I'm picking weird ones. What did you What did you think I meant by that? Well, I mean, like, okay, like, like I said, I knew what I was getting into. I was like, it's David Lynch. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be strange, but let's do it. And I was just like, literally, like, I think what bothered me the most, and I don't know why, because it hasn't bothered me when we've done films similar. It just bothered me that there was so little dialogue. Okay. And like I said, it hasn't bothered me with other films we've done that have very little dialogue. It's probably because it's nonsense anyway. Or at least, you know, to the casual observer, it's nonsense. Yeah. And so it's like, I want dialogue to help me understand. True. Yeah, I. That's probably it. Because, I mean, we've Maybe. done silent films already. And that doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, <sighs> fuck, man. <gasps> I might do a silent film this, this season. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. There's a couple that are strange enough that I could, that we could do that. The original before Andrew Lloyd Webber got a hold of its Phantom of the Opera? No, that's not strange enough. I was thinking Dude, like... it's Lon Chaney, man. I was guy. thinking Phantom Carriage, but... Um, but, I mean, yeah, man. Like, it was just so weird. Like, too weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, we should have ended it weird? Like, we should have ended the season with it weird? No. Um, I'm glad we kind of got out of the way now. That's funny. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, okay, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just, I was just too weird. Uh, so you wouldn't watch it again to get another, to get a sense of like, you've gone through it once. Let's do one more time. Maybe I might. Okay. I, I mean, cause I mean, I'm going to have to pop it in again to watch the short films cause yep. they're on that. Yeah. But a lot of short films, uh, unfortunately not rabbits. Rabbits isn't on there. Because, um, uh, I mean, and also, like, because I watched a short film that he did for Netflix, the... Uh, yeah. The monkey one. The monkey one, yeah. Um, and that was weird because the dialogue is nonsensical and the tone changes from literally from scene to scene. Um, I mean, and I loved that. I thought it was strange and weird, but, uh, yeah, man, Eraserhead was... <laughs> Which is cool, man. You know, I like that Netflix and um, well, and, and I, Showtime is just like Lynch. Do whatever you want. Well, and I've read that apparently he's going to be starting a new show for Netflix. Good. Uh, that they're pretty, pretty much like just throwing money at him. Like here you go. I apologize if everyone can hear that. I think that's an engine. Okay. But I apologize. If, oh, see now it stopped. I apologize if anyone heard that. But anyway, um. <sighs> And I, and I hate that I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> like, because even though I don't take notes, I at least can contribute stuff. Like, when we did Irreversible. I just, I have, because it just... Mm. It's, it gives you very little to hold on to. I get that. That's, that's true. But, I mean, again, like I said, there's a lot about it I appreciate. Mm. <clears throat> like, like, the sound design. The sound design is 
unreal. Yeah. Um, the I really appreciated the sets and almost the symmetry of the sets. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I need I need just a little bit more information. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you're asking the wrong person. I know. He sat. He sat on a on the side of a busy street with a live cow. Yeah, wasn't that for for Laura Dern to promote Inland Empire and to get her an Oscar nomination? Yeah. I... Um, and so like. That's who you're working with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love Lynch with all of my heart and soul. So I can... And, of course, I've seen a lot of his stuff, if not all of it. Yeah. And so I I sort of have a sense of Lynch, right? Yeah. I can't claim to understand him. I never will. But, you know, I have this respect and I have this sort of very shallow understanding of Lynch <laughs> to where yeah. I can go, okay... Well, maybe before I watch The Elephant Man in Blue Velvet, maybe I should watch uh, The Art Life. Yeah, I think that would I think help. that might help me. I think that would help. I, I, it's maybe a, I should have followed Eraserhead with... I don't want, I'm not, I actually thought about that. What I was a like, wonderful maybe documentary I, that is. I was like, maybe I should pop in The Art Life. The Art Life, of course, is a documentary um, about David Lynch and just, you know, a little bit of who he is and really just his artistic side and what what fuels him and what he likes to do and... Um, in the sort of style he likes to do well, with art and things like that. And it's I should great. also we should also mention that <laughs> Lynch also agreed <laughs> to be in the Cleveland show, yeah. as himself, yeah, as uh, he's the bartender. He's right? the bartender, Dave, yeah, Lynch. And Dave he's, Lynch. He's, he's in it throughout the entire well, the four like seasons of it, right? Yeah, or some shit like that. <sighs> and he is. He plays David Lynch. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. He's playing himself. Do you think and, Seth MacFarlane was like, dude, just come in, say like, you know, you. It's like if you love David Lynch, that's like a dream to just like. Do you just want to be yourself for a while and just like be in this thing that I do, you know? Just be in the show that I think is a bad idea to do. Maybe I'm gonna stop voicing the bear after two seasons. <laughs> well, and then you know, it's he was in I think an episode. He was in a cutaway, I think, for Family Guy. Yeah. David Lynch's Christmas or something. Yeah. And then it was like, like, like here, open your present. It's a severed thumb. I don't get it. And he goes, there's nothing to get. Just let the fear wash over you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> he goes, that, that's, that's it, you know? Which sort of encompasses Lynch in a nutshell, uh-huh. which is, you know, you just let what every emotion you're feeling, just let it take over. You know, that, that is the point. Right okay. is for you to be immersed in whatever you're feeling, right? Okay. Which essentially is what art is, anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, art is all subjective. So this is like I think the most subjective I think we're ever gonna get. Yeah. In terms of art movies, maybe a Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. So, so Jeremy. Yes, sir. Are you ready to wrap up? Wrap up. Wrap up. I am. I'm glad you didn't hate it. I'm glad you saw it, and I'm glad we were able to discuss. You know, I mean, it's if what there is to discuss, right? I yeah. mean, there's so much that I think it would be impossible to, you know, come up with any conclusions. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. Besides your own. Yeah, I agree. I I'm I'm probably gonna have to give it another once over so I can have something. Yeah, I mean to latch right on to. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I need, like I need watch to... the art life today, and I think yeah. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that a lot because I mean, again, it's just being with Lynch for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, ma'am. Um, and so now here's what I'm excited about. Uh, uh-huh. what are we talking about next week? Because it is not my pick. So, so okay. So I, I, I kind of have gone back and forth, back and forth between two movies. Uh, well, and, and then that turned into three. Uh Oh, and I was like, Oh no, are you gonna do what I do? And let me choose. Because I can. I think I will. Oh, yay! Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with... Actually, no. I'm going to save these three. Oh, okay. Now I, now I know which one I want to go with. Okay. I want to save these three. I'll still let you pick them. Okay. Uh, when it comes turn for me- my next pick around, uh, I will save these three, uh, and then I'll let you pick them. Uh, I'm going to do this one. Okay. So we, we can get it out of the way. 
out of the way. Um, this one is not a strange film at all. I mean, and a couple of my picks later this season aren't going to be very strange. Because uh, I also know that, I mean, if she is still down, uh, we're going to get your girlfriend on for uh, a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, so that one's not going to be strange. Uh, but anyway, so this one is the story of three brothers on... I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> on a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> like I said, that's why I'm gonna wanna, I want to get it out of the way now. Uh-huh. Um, we will be discussing, because I haven't given up uh, my, <laughs> my quest to get you to like one of these director's films. Um, we will be discussing The Darjeeling Limited uh, by Wes Anderson. I thought after you didn't like... Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. After we did Grand Budapest and uh. you didn't like it, I was like, okay, I'm calling it. If, I can't, if Grand Budapest can't do it, then that's it. And I had purchased the Darjeeling Limited on Criterion a while back. And Ashley and I were wanting to watch a movie. And I was like, hey, you know, we haven't watched this yet. Like, I think this is one of the only few Wes Anderson movies that we hadn't seen. Well, she hasn't seen Bottle Rocket, which I th- actually think you would like that because it's the least Wes Anderson film of his uh, of his filmography. But I would say counter that this one is the least Wes Anderson. Ugh. There's, of course, a lot of symmetry and a lot of dry humor, but it's not... I'd, I would have rathered you have picked a Kobayashi or something than, than another Wes Anderson movie. I told you we were going to do this. I warned you. Uh, I told you I didn't. I, I told you that I didn't know when we were going to do it, but I was like, you know what? It's you know, I was hoping he'd be like, okay, you can pick between Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle, and I would have been like, well, I hate both, but let's try. <laughs> you know? Well, I'd rather not do either, but I'll pick one of those. But, but this makes me want to die. But look. We're going to get it out of the way, move on, uh, and who knows? You may actually surprise me, and you may like it. People love Wes Anderson, man. I just don't. Look, 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 look. <laughs> this, one, this one's got a, a boy, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Okay. It's got wow. a boy. It's got a boy, Adrian Brody. Wow. And it's got a boy, uh, Alex Orton, I mean Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> wow. Um, and it is... It is it is such a great story of self-discovery and learning to and bandages. Let, let band, and learning to let go of the past. Um, like I said, it's got a lot of Wes's tropes of symmetrical shots, dry humor, but which I've said before, I don't. That doesn't bother me. I think it's just the hipster shit I don't like. But see, but this one it. A lot of the pastel colors are gone in this one because they filmed it in India, um, and it's it's great and and it has a tie-in short film that happens two weeks before the film takes place. So what I would recommend, if you want to borrow my Criterion, you can, because um, I've already seen the short film uh, and I can watch the Darjeeling Limited somewhere else, but. I would suggest you watching the short film first and then watching Fine. the movie. I'll borrow your criterion collection. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not doing this because I hate you. I'm I do- know. I'm doing this because I think you actually might like this one. But I, I'll say it now on mic and on camera. If you don't like this one, I will give up my quest. Of- okay. Officially, officially, this will be the I last did, one. I did actually start watching and gave up on um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. What? Too. Yeah. What? Yeah. But it's George like, Clooney. I know. I was like, maybe I'll like the stop motion. No. So it probably means you won't like Isle of Dogs either. <laughs> probably not. I can respect the stop motion because I do like what it takes to make stop motion. Um, yeah. Cause, so if you don't like this one, honestly, I really think Bottle Rocket would be the one. But I'm not going to make you watch it. Because Bottle Rocket is the least. Because that's Wes at the beginning of his career. And so... A lot of it is just, you know, I don't mind the aesthetics a lot of the time. I don't like... I don't mind the style. It's the stories I don't like. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see. 
Well, uh, let's find out. Well, this way all of our listeners can understand. If Jeremy does not like the Darjeeling Limited, I'm done. No more Wes Anderson movies uh, on the podcast. Uh, because I I will always love a Wes Anderson movie. I can't wait for the French Dispatch. Because uh, that's got like fucking everyone in it. Like, it's got that stupid kid everybody likes. Tim Lashy, Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama Shamalama. Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. It's got Call Me By Your Name in it. Uh... But yeah, man, we'll just we'll get it out of the way now. Fine, and then we'll we'll move on. Okay. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you the three movies that I was going to have you pick between. Okay, that's uh, fine. I will wait for like I said my next pick around. I think I might have an idea of what the three were, but that's no, fine. you don't. Oh, okay, you don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> we hope everyone enjoyed Eraserhead, uh, and we will see you next week for the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah.